0: You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. TechFan Podcast number four hundred and seventy-two. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, David. Hello. We're coming up on five hundred episodes, or uh, yeah, five hundred episodes. Can you believe that? I know. We would have hit it already if we weren't, you know, splitting time between was, this and Geekiest or uh, yeah. Geeks Pub. Almost said Geekiest Sorry, Show Ever is a shout out to Melissa and Alyssa. Yeah. After um,
1: last week though, you're not allowed to say hit it.
0: No. No. <laughs> Touch- Will Smith ruined it all for us. Um Yeah, what a It's been a month since we did an episode because we did the last show and then the following week we were supposed to do Geek's Pub and I wasn't feeling well. Yep. And then we did a show and then last week um you were unable to do it. You're in London. And uh so it's been a month since the last episode and Man, there's been some changes, at least in the Mac universe. Uh, we sure knew before we recorded the last show that Apple was going to have an event. Um, there was a lot of leaks. And, you know, it, it, they're coming out with a headless iMac. That was one of the big things I saw. And they did, but they didn't. Um, you know, Apple got it start making uh, headless computers, if you will. Just a CPU. That's what the Apple II was the mac the very first iteration of the mac was an all-in-one and then of course the popular mac after that was bring your own monitor you know you you get a like my first one was a a a performa 410 an underpowered almost nothing of a computer that i fell in love with and you know i at, at one point i updated to a better monitor and took it as far as i could but back then it was all about you get the cpu and then you bring a monitor and you bring your own keyboard if you like a different keyboard and a mouse yeah um and i'm kind of glad look they've had the mac pro for a number of years now but it's such an out of reach and always out of date computer except for the first years released that i was really happy to see this mac studio released it i'm still not sold on the form factor um it's, it's just like they, it's a swollen mac mini basically
1: that's right yeah it, it's not attractive that's, no that's certainly official sure.
0: i was really hoping for beige i'll be honest with you <laughs> beige plastic i i kind of I, I, honestly wouldn't it be cool if apple released a beige mac studio looks exactly the same except it's beige has a little bit of classic mac look to it wouldn't that be what, awesome with the colored apple logo of-
1: you mean you mean like an anodized anodized aluminium, but with beige? No, all, the, plastic.
0: Plastic. all plastic. 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 Yep. Right. Okay. Plastic. It's
1: not something something that's going to discolor in the sunlight. Yes. All the yes. Classic.
0: Because <laughs> everyone leaves their Mac Studios out in the sunlight.
1: Yeah, I. I it's it's funny that i the I I think obviously the the big difference now is that very few people buy desktop computers, um, and so this is very much a niche market now. Um, Is it? You look at the yeah. If you look at the PC space, the only people who buy desktops are, uh, computers are, are gamers, uh, and they buy these big, gaudy, um, and, you know, really powerful. Well, except for businesses. Things. Businesses uh, still business, buy desktops. No, businesses do not buy desktops. Sure, they do. They, then uh, clients. Not, not really, um, and uh, you know, trust me because I work in business computing. Most people do not buy desktops anymore; they buy laptops. Anybody needs a computer in in business. Most of the time, they get a laptop. If, yeah, if they if they're working at a desk station, like they're a, a radio controller or um, you know, kind of a, a something like that, something where the where there's more stuff than the computer at the desk, then they'll fit a, a desktop PC. But even then, it'll be something that looks like a Mac Mini, the PC version of the Mac Mini. People don't buy those sort of kind of traditional desktop towers in business anymore. They mostly buy laptops because most workers have to move around. And so they buy them a laptop, and of course the difference now is that it used to be that laptops were three, $4,000, and a desktop was less than $1,000. It's not like that now. Um, now you can get a, a decent laptop for under $1,000, so businesses do that. So, you know, desktop, desktop PC sales outside of the game space is really a niche. We'll, um,
0: we'll see you with Apple sales and how they do with these. Although I yeah. don't know if Apple will ever really break down beyond we've sold this many Macs. I, I don't no. know if they do that. I think they just report Max as a huge umbrella yeah. and every model falls underneath there. But uh, you can kind of tell what it does and doesn't sell yeah. uh, by but, what they're but, promoting.
1: Yeah, exactly. But they've had desktop Macs for ages in that they've had the iMac, the all in ones. And apparently, even those only sell about 20% yeah. compared to laptops. Well, so. I think
0: because a lot of people don't want a computer that's all in one. I think there is a. Here, here's my problem with the Mac Studio. It's not upgradable at all. There's nothing you can upgrade on this, even though they have a slot SSD in it. That's industry standard, but they use software on the Mac itself, not to let you upgrade your storage. And, you know what? There's no good
1: reason for that. No, there is a good reason for it. It's, yeah, it's uh, called the Apple tax. No, it's not the Apple tax. It's the, it's the the design. The machine design is designed to operate like a like an iPad or an iPhone. So the storage is not just a single swappable part. It's yes, mapped. it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. It, it appears as even if it's got two drives in there, it appears as a single drive um, because it's mapped through the storage controller and the storage controller is built into the chip. It's got and one chip in it for storage. Uh, it's got two. It's got two slots, and the bigger ones use two chips rather than one, and they still look like a single chip, and that's why you can't just put a new chip in there because mm. it's actually mapped. It's virtualized effectively through the storage through the storage controller. Um, look, don't get me wrong. I'm sure Apple, if they wanted to, could design it so you could swap the part out if you want to. But they've decided they don't want to do that. They want to have the flexibility of putting more storage in just by putting an extra chip and running it through the controller and making it look like a single drive. Yeah, and charging you a lot more money. These computers are, uh, uh, for better or for worse, and if you look at the performance of the M1, it's probably for the better. These computers are effectively um, what what would have happened if the iPhone had been designed from the start as a computer rather than as a phone. In Uh, some respects, uh, yes. Yeah, and that, that means you get the you get everything is kind of virtualized away from the direct hardware because in the phone designs you don't need to do that and they've extended that that model forward to the computers and and that, that's the, this is the trade-off you get unfortunately um,
0: I think looking at the spec sheets and there's a lot of there's eight different configurations not including upgrading the, the storage space. Um, Russ Walkowicz who was longtime editor at MyMac.com And before that, my Mac magazine um, texted me earlier in the week asking for my opinion. And it, it basically keyed down to a Mac studio or the Mac mini. It was time to upgrade. Mm-hmm. And his big thing was he wanted a little bit more expansion than the Mac mini. And I pretty much said, well, you, looks like you kind of made up your mind. And I suggested the back the for what he's doing on his computers. I suggested the core unit, uh, thirty two gigs, yeah, thirty two yeah. gigs of RAM, five twelve gigabytes of storage, two thousand mm-hmm. dollars. seemed like a you know way more machine than he's going to need in the immediate future. And he's talking that this is probably going to be his last Mac that he ever buys. He's seventy two, so yeah. Um, I hate him when he said that. I talked to him on the phone too, by the way, after right. he bought it. And I wish I had him on the on the horn right now because his mac buying experience at the store was terrible right he gets a veterans discount Apple offers a very broad ten percent discount for veterans and at two thousand dollars, that's not insignificant amount of money that's two hundred bucks right there, yeah so he he logged onto the Apple or Apple's website, saw that they have them in stock at his local Apple store. Went there, the guy is literally holding it in his hand that he's going to buy, right. and Russ tells him about the discount. He already knows exactly how much money he's going to spend for this thing with tax and his discount and everything. It turns out this is what the and. and Look, the Apple employee was really great about the whole thing and as confused as Russ was. But basically, the you have to buy it online, even if you choose pick up in the store. Right. So, that's if that's the way it has to be, fine. So, he goes to do that. And it says he can pick it up in the end of May. That if you're going to pick it up in the store, this is the wait the Apple associates holding the computer in his hand. Yeah. And so eventually a manager gets involved and it was terrible. He was there an hour and a half to buy a computer and it was this much of a runaround. You know, at so, one yeah. point in time, the the shopping and service that you would expect from an Apple store was first class. The rest of the industry was taking note. This is how you do it apple's knocking it out of the park with the genius bar and the buying experience it sounds from what russ has explained to me and what i've heard from others more anecdotal evidence that not so much anymore this is what happens when you get to become a giant company and you can't get out of your own way
1: well i mean that's it obviously the veterans program, I know with the student program as well, my son's bought through the student program before, you are very strongly encouraged to go in to, to, to buy it online and to have everything very far online and then pick it up in the store. The problem obviously here is that you can't, you, presumably you can't pick up from stock, you have to pick up from whatever Apple ships out marked for that order um, and in the case of a new and popular product like the studio um, they have, they, they're not letting them give them Stock stuff, which is uh, you know, it's not good. It doesn't make it any be, sense at all. Well, it, it 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 will make sense internally to Apple because it's pro. They probably run the online store versus the actual stores as two separate departments, and what you know, one does not often interact with the other. Yeah, you know, um, it's it. But you're absolutely right. It leads to a, a lousy experience, and certainly what it should do when you look online um and you're looking to buy something online and then do a store pickup, it should it should make it crystal clear to you. Don't just turn up to the store and expect to be able to get this discount. It should say discount is online only and and not subject to stock in the store. But it hasn't been
0: online know. only in the past. And there, yeah. it's not clear if it is online only. That's well, the problem. Yeah,
1: unfortunately clarity on um, Apple's web pages is something that, that also used to take for granted yes. and it's not there anymore.
0: No, it's it's awful. Um Yeah I think that this new computer is very and when I say attractive I don't mean its looks I don't have anything against the, the Apple Studio or the Mac studio to be honest. It, it looks fine. It's just boring. But it's a headless Mac. It, you put it behind your monitor. Who cares what it looks like?
1: But oh, yeah, I I I think I think Apple is has, has moved away from um necessarily always doing things that look amazing and it's 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 in an, a mode now where it's trying to offer people what they want and this is what they want they wanted the uh, original Mac mini M1 Mac mini which is still a fabulous computer will run rings around virtually anything you could have bought in the last 5 years yeah. in the desktop computer including the iMac Pro yeah the principal limitation is the architecture that only allowed 16 gigabytes of ram and some people want more than that so this is what the Mac studio is is meant to address so you've got more chips in there you've got more processing in there and you've got um a, a much bigger ram headroom um and you've also got a, a chassis that has many more ports on it yeah it has every
0: it, it even has ports on the front what the hell yeah and front facing ports. oh front, my god
1: what <laughs> is this 2009 again what is going yeah, exactly. on and i i think to be honest with you, I think that's where, what Apple's position is in terms of the storage. They're actually, it has loads of ports on it. If you want more storage, you can plug a uh, Thunderbolt drive or a USB 3.0 drive in there. Um, you know, you can get these cracking little tiny SSD um, holders now that, that can, you know, have 2 terabytes, 4 terabytes for far less than you pay Apple for, and it's just not internal. Uh, and for well, but people, the
0: problem with, is it though... Um Here's my issue with the internal storage when, with the new configurations and what Apple's done with, I'm going to probably go just post tiger. Um, it wants things at a certain location. It automatically downloads things to a certain location. You can't change that. And you start to play the, you know, managing your internal space pretty damn quick. Yeah. And at 512, was it 512? Is that the base? Uh, um, the, the entry level. Yeah, 512, 512, 512 yeah. gigs a byte. Um, it's, it's not enough. You're going to run into a lot of problems pretty quickly if you have a lot of stuff on your computer. And I think yeah. a lot of Mac users probably do.
1: But, so, uh, but Apple always, uh, for a long time, has designed the base one as the one you, you probably don't want to buy. You probably want to buy the next one up. Uh, well, that but that?
0: see, the next one up is still five twelve. You're at five twelve uh, until listen. you go to the one terabyte. I'm talking about the base configuration I'm not talking about changing your storage yet. All right. So, uh, um, so I'm, I'm looking it would be at a twenty look- core yeah. CPU, sixty four gigs of RAM, one terabyte for three ninety nine. I think that's the right. sweet spot, quite honestly, is the base model with two terabytes of RAM and or uh, yeah. two terabytes of storage, and that's only four hundred bucks more. Right. No, six hundred bucks more. So for six six hundred bucks, so you're at twenty five ninety nine. I think I don't think most people looking at this machine needs more than ten cores, or a twenty four core GPU. I just don't think they do.
1: I think I think to be honest with you, a lot of people who will buy this computer don't, you know, apart from the RAM, don't need more than the base M ones. To be honest, they probably don't need more than Mac Mini. And these are the M one
0: Max, by the way. These aren't just the regular M ones.
1: No, exactly. That's what I mean. These computers are astonishingly overpowered for the money. Yes, um, because the M1, the whole M one line has been astonishingly overpowered for the money. I mean, you know, the the base the entry level Mac um, MacBook Air is is a, is better than all the Intel Macs you could ever buy uh, in laptops anyway, and and it's the entry level machine. It's a thousand dollars, so. The, these, you're getting an awful lot of power here, but it's it's about those other things as well. In terms of splitting that storage, I, I get what you say, but as I say, the entry level model is designed to be one you upgrade. It's not designed to be one you buy, um, and that's that's the way of electronics now, isn't it? Is not its you know, you very often you buy the entry level one, then you're compromising the specs yep. because they've started they start at the sweet spot and then they cut something down to reduce the price.
0: But see, I think for someone like Russ who has a lot of external storage devices and things like that, and already has monitors. I yeah. think that this and wanting to plug in more peripherals. I think yeah. that the base model as configured for two grand is quite honestly the, his best option. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll be honest with you. I've got this, this, uh, 21 inch IMAC sitting here. I've got two terabytes of storage in it. Now you remember I bought this just two years ago. Yeah, and i have in uh com. there's a free ad for you guys um uh they're the ones that put the uh the hard drive in it for me yeah after i broke the glass um yeah <laughs> here's my problem and for what i'm doing on a, on a daily basis it's more than powerful enough what I don't like is how much space, because I've got a 27 inch monitor that I actually use. I almost never use this monitor that's on the iMac itself. It's a right. brilliant monitor and it actually looks better than the 27 inch that I do use. Um, this Predator gaming mount or gaming, I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Um, but it's bigger, it's, gr- it's, it's a fantastic monitor. Um, I don't use the Max monitor. And as such, it takes so much room to have these two big screens on my desk. I, yep. I think I would way rather have a, a, a Mac Studio sitting underneath or behind the monitor that I'm using. Yep. still accessible so I can plug in my cards, but I don't even care about plugging in anything to it because I'm running docs and I've got an SD card reader. Well, no, I do need the SD card reader because I do use the one on the Mac, but it's a pain in the ass. On the iMac because I got to reach over behind it and fumble around till I find the slot and stick it in there. Um, That sounded vaguely dirty. Um,
1: I must admit, with the iMac, I've never understood why they put the slot on the back because they used to have all this, all that stuff on the side, and and it was usable there, and you still couldn't see it from the front. I never understood why they had to go thinner on an iMac. Who cares how thin it is? It's it's a because, because I think, you know, in their previous design-led aesthetic, they were thinking about people seeing it, um, you know, and on front in in like a receptionist desk as they come yeah. into a hotel, and oh, look how cool and thin it is. But uh, even though nobody you know,
0: was looking at the damn
1: computer, well, yeah, exactly. I, and computers—they are, are tools; they are designed to be used. It's frustrating when they're uh, designed down to a point that it makes them harder to use.
0: I get it on phones and stuff like that, but. Even still, it makes no sense on monitors. Who cares, yeah. really? Um, so, I am seriously considering upgrading my Mac, even though I don't really need to. But I do want to get into the M1 space. I'm I'm tired of being on Intel. Mm-hmm. This iMac does get quite warm. Yep. Yeah. Um, it would save a ton of space, and I could probably turn around and sell the iMac for a thousand bucks. I mean, it's got four or you know, two terabytes of RAM in it, or uh, storage yeah, in yeah. it, and I've got thirty—is it thirty-two gigs of RAM? Mm-hmm. I forget what I got. Let me see. Yeah, thirty-two gigs of RAM. Um, yeah, it's a three-point-six gigahertz Intel i three yeah. Retina four K twenty-one inch. It's a twenty nineteen oh, model. I mean,
1: you know, yeah, compared to an M one, even a but even an entry level M one, that's going to be dog slow.
0: Oh yeah, but I'm not doing anything. That I'm like waiting for the Mac. I guess when I'm editing this show, but who cares if I have to wait five seconds for the damn uh, well, to open?
1: You know, this is this is the other point is that you know the computers are so stupidly fast now that most of us don't have workloads that even make them break a sweat. Um, and then it becomes down. You know, look, if, I have been I've been on the M1. As I said, I had a Mac, um, M1 MacBook Air. And I, I said at the time, I still stand by It's probably the best computer I've ever owned. Yep. But I got rid of it because I just wasn't using it at all, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, it would be nice if we had more choices like that across the industry. But unfortunately, we don't. Um,
0: and with this iMac sitting on my desk, what I've always wanted to do is I like to put my laptop where the iMac is sitting. It's a yeah. Um, Dual screen, you know, it flips over. uh, It's plenty fast enough. Running the latest Windows. It's a great machine, but I have no place to set it up. Yeah. And I would like to be able to set it up right next to my main computer. I'd really like to run a KVM switch so I could just switch my keyboard, mouse, and monitor over from Mac to PC if I wanted to. And if I need a second monitor, you know, I I can buy a second monitor and have it, you know, on a, a pivot arm behind it. And when I need it, just pull it forward. So yep. I, I, yes, I know it sounds like I'm trying to talk myself into getting into the Mac Studio, and in some respects, I am. Um, yep. And it's not that I can't afford it; I can afford it no problem. It's just uh, that twenty five hundred dollars is a lot of money. Uh, it sure is.
1: Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you on that. Um, you know, um, it, it, if I were in your position, it would be a tough call. It really would. Um, for yeah. me, it's easy. I don't need a, you know, I don't need a Mac at the moment. I, no. I have an Intel Mac knocking around in case I need to run Mac software, but uh, most of the time I don't need to use it, so uh, it's not so tough for me. What I want to see is more functionality in the iPad that has, um, you know, as, as as powerful processor in it as these Macs do. And um, well, I did try this.
0: Uh, I did try this. What is the name? I, I'm drawing a blank on the name of the feature when you can use the ipad is kind of a another screen if you will a uh
1: this, convergence well, the side this side car, and then no i'm talking about that's...
0: convergence convergence where you're going from it, it's still the ipad it's not a second screen it's still
1: the ipad but you're yeah using that's the, convergence. The on the keyboard yeah. so
0: i did that i set mine up and but there's not much to set up it just freaking works and yep. I gotta be honest it was kind of cool but i cannot imagine ever needing to do that for anything no. because i was trying to figure out the workflow okay what would i do what do i need on the ipad that's not on my mac nothing what can i do on my mac that i'd like to be able to move over to the ipad and do it there and still use my mouse and keyboard nothing so i get why they did it but i Honestly, I I can't think of a reason that it's needed. it looks good in a demo. Yeah, Yeah, but that's about it. I I don't understand why anybody... If if someone out there listening is using Convergence and and it's working for you and it's a very specific, this is why I need it, please let us know. The show at techfampodcast.com. I'd really like to know because
1: I haven't figured out a use case yet. The only use case that I could think of when this came out, is I know that a lot of people, um, because the cameras are better on the iPads, uh, will do their video conferencing calls, Teams or Zooms, on the iPad. Have it sat next to their uh, computer.
0: Yeah, and so we um, can look up their nostrils.
1: Uh, well, no, I mean if you if you if you put it on a stand in front of you, yeah, the iMac is actually a pretty good video conferencing unit. Uh, well, the new ones are got, awesome. yeah if you've if you've got the uh you you tend to put that in landscape mode so the looking up your nose problem is not so much of an issue um and uh then if you want to type into the into the team session or the zoom session to use the chat features or maybe bring up a presentation or something like i can just about see the use case there for being able to use the keyboard and mouse you have in your mac and move over to the ipad but that's the only thing i could think of and you've got to remember as well if you're running on an m1 mac you can already run a lot of ipad software straight on the mac
0: well you can (laughs) if you don't have if you have an m1 if you have an m1 yeah right and that's one of the other reasons i keep thinking about it would be nice to have an m1 because it's going to open up my software library to a lot of the stuff that's in the mac app store that i can't do anything with because it just automatically doesn't show you anything that runs on an m1 i only see the stuff that's also compatible
1: with intel um so yeah i don't know if i were in your position thinking about it putting money aside i would probably be saying to myself look i'm a you know i'm a big apple user this is the future of the mac Um, I should get on this train now.
0: Well, that's what I'm thinking as well. I need to be on M1 because going forward, everything is going to be M1 only. Yeah. I know a lot of people with older Macs like mine, and I hate saying older Mac when it's a 2019, so it's not like it's ancient or something. But you're going to need to move to the M1.
1: The only thing I would say is that, of course, we're kind of expecting, towards the end of this year, M2. Um, And so then it becomes a case of, of...
0: but the M2 isn't going to hit the the Mac Studio for at least another year.
1: Not the Mac Studio, but for all we know, the M2 might get rid of some of the limitations on the Mac Mini. Um, yeah, it could be. You know, it could be. That but the I don't M2 think they're going to
0: have a faster chip of the Mac Mini as compared to the Mac Studio.
1: I, well, uh, you know what, I think I don't think the M2 is going to be... Substan- I think the M1 is so substantially fast, I'm not sure the M2 itself is going to be substantially faster. If you think about when we've moved between the A-series chips on the iPads and the phones... Um, you know, there's often been years when, when the, the, the the chip is not that much faster than the previous generation. Right. And I think we're going to be with that with the M2. But I think there will be architectural changes, and it could be that the M2 could address 32 gig of memory on a base Mac Mini rather than 16. And in that case, then, you'd probably be fine with a Mac Mini rather than the Mac Studio.
0: Yeah. And no. save some money. I, you know, I, so. I want... If I if I make the grade update, it's going to be a Mac Studio. I already well, know the, that.
1: Well, of course, the other thing is... is We've not, One thing we've not seen is the um, is the Apple silicon based Mac Pro. And what, yeah, I I know uh, I'm not going to go pro. I don't uh, have
0: a well. I don't. What am I going to do with the? What, what can I do with the pro that I can't do with the even a Mac well, Mini? I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm not doing video have, editing. You're talking about. You've been talking about internal storage. Maybe the Mac Pro would have slots that would allow you to put SSDs in more easily than. Uh, than um, than the Mac Mini would. Recent history would argue
0: that's probably not going to be the case.
1: But I I, I think if it has any sort of slot architecture, it will be like for slots, then then you would storage. be able to. Yeah, you would be able to put SSDs on there. They would then look. The other thing is they're never going to run as fast as the internal storage because the internal storage in in the Macs is now. Far outstripping what you can buy on PCs, mm-hmm. because again, it's so closely integrated into yeah. the architecture. Yeah. So the performance of those is amazing, and you you're not going to be able to get those even with a with a PCI slot. But the thing again, it's it's like with the processors and and all that. It's like does does it really matter if the if you get a second set of SSDs that are a little bit slower? You know, because they generally they they are so fast now. Um, it's it's very very hard to tell one of the things that i'd
0: probably have to do is update some of my peripherals for like my docks those are quite slow compared to a thunderbolt 2 dock so that's something but i needed like a full size external hard drive you know yeah that's because that's what i'm using now all i need to do is get a a better dock and boom my speeds are 10 times what they are right now yeah do I really need that? Because all I'm doing is copying files over to the external hard drive. And then when I read it, like when I'm loading my music library, I mean... It's quick enough. It Yeah, it's it's not like there's a significant, oh my God, I'm still waiting it's, for the song it's to play.
1: It's, I mean, when we went from hard drive to SSD... Well, no, these are hard drives. No, Yeah, but when we went from hard drive to SSD internally, yeah... Um, because the operating system was running off there, there really was a substantial difference. Yeah. But, but with data, it's never really been the case.
0: No, unless um, it's a huge, it you know, video file that you're rendering, then sure, but yeah. otherwise. I, I,
1: I, I found an old laptop when I was cleaning up the other day, and I boosted it up, and I realized it had a, um, a hard drive in it, and uh, my God, was it slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really forget how slow it was, but oh, yeah. it was yeah it was really really slow it was it was so slow that i thought to myself because i'm going to sell it i thought to myself, should i even spring you know the 20 30 quid for a cheap ssd to put in this just because it's so slow and then i thought no because no. it's not it's not worth, Why? it's not worth much more than that no <laughs> yeah no
0: i get it it's when i when we went to ssd it was such a um shift an ssd is really what made things like an iphone possible a lot of people don't think about that yeah that's what made you can't have a spinning heart because remember the very well all of the first generations or the first iterations that ipod if, if you will were all spinning hard drives they went to yeah. eventually the, the laptop drives, but those are 5400 rpm but it was fine because it's a small little you know 30, a 50 megabyte audio file and it can cache the next 20 songs so there's no you don't you can't tell that it's really all that slow
1: but you remember that first macbook air they made that
0: mm-hmm.
1: had the ipod drive as the hard drive in it 1.8 inch
0: and it was a duck, it. and, and it, i owned that for a dark. while I, I ended up selling that because i bought that i was very excited for it remember they when they unveiled that machine he pulled it out of a manila envelope sleeve I remember, yeah yeah I, I bought that machine and it was so slow. I mean, compared to my 15 inch MacBook Pro at the time, which at that point was like three years older, it was unusable. So yeah. I, I ended up selling it fairly quickly because I was like, this thing's a dog. There's, I can't do crap on this thing, but I was traveling a lot at the time and I, the air was very attractive compared to the 15 inch, Yeah, let alone a 17 inch. But yeah, there was just no point in it. It's like this is I can't I can't live <clears throat> I can't live in this space. It's just no. So I am thinking about the Mac Studio. I am thinking about ordering one with the four terabyte or the two terabytes of storage for an extra six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like there's
1: a backlog now though. Well, I think there, there's definitely been a lot of pent-up demand for this machine because. Well,
0: you also got to rem- wonder how many Apple was counting on selling compared to what, what's happened. Right now, yeah. let's see. I want to buy one, so I'm going to go with the base model for, and then I'm going to go, to storage two terabytes, twenty five ninety nine, pick up and store curbside May thirtieth. So,
1: actually, that's that's less than I would have thought. So that's that's what six weeks. Yeah,
0: that's not bad.
1: Yeah, it's not that bad. Continue. Really. Continue. and bear in mind there is still a global chip shortage. So um, it's it, the fact that that Apple can bring a new machine out and have it available in six weeks is actually is actually uh, pretty impressive, I think. And then for another fifteen ninety nine, which we haven't talked about, is the is the monitor. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and, and I was have got a problem well I, I was about to say I think that a lot of people uh, one of the reasons that will be driving sales of the Mac studio of the Mac studio is I think a lot of people were waiting for an m 1 version of the 27 inch iMac and now the effective replacement for that because that's gone is to buy a Mac studio with a monitor. I don't for the amount of money that
0: Apple's charging for this monitor. In comparison to what this monitor's performance is, which, by the way, is a computer itself, um, yeah, I think it's it's a. I would caution anyone from doing that.
1: Oh, I I disagree. Where what you cannot buy five K Retina class monitors at that size. There are there are virtually nothing on the market. But I've and seen ones- it
0: already tested against. It, it's not great. The blacks are not black; they're grey.
1: Well, yeah, because it's a it's an uh, LCD monitor. At the end of the day, exactly. It, it is basically, it's the it's the same panel that was in the twi- the previous twenty seven inch iMac, put into a monitor on its own, and it has a, a mini iPad in there to run the camera. Yeah. Um. It's so. It, the thing is, is I don't remember people saying that the twenty seven inch iMac screen was crap. Um. But the thing is, is if you want five K Retina class. 27-inch displays, there are very few on the market, and the ones that are are not a million miles away from uh, the cost of of this monitor. So I I don't think... I think it looks expensive compared to PC monitors, but PC monitors are not of this class. No, it's May 30th,
0: by the way. So it's two months.
1: No, we're not in mid-April already. We're we're in April 3rd. April... uh,
0: so it's a month to may 3rd and it's about a month until may 30th after that
1: you are you are right so it's two was min- months i'm thinking that well
0: okay hey free shipping though so after <laughs> taxes here in michigan it's twenty seven fifty four.
1: Yep. yeah
0: 169 dollars for uh apple care plus which i would do so i'm at my- three grand
1: yep yeah
0: not today <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not today Maybe yeah. tomorrow, probably not. Yeah. Um, so, if you're a Mac user and you're still on the Intel, which let's be honest, most of you probably are, or a good significant number of you are, um, maybe it's time to update. Maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to pick up a new Mac, and here's a good, you know, viable option for you. Um, yeah.
1: Look, the thing is, I think what we do need to keep in perspective is for many years, yeah, Apple didn't offer you these kind of choices. No. Um, you know, uh, you basically, you took the Mac Mini, uh, and the Mac Mini for years was terrible value. Um, after 2014, 2015, I think it became really bad. Yep. Um, so you, you either took the Mac Mini or you bought a laptop. Um, or an and, iMac. Uh, yeah, but even then i mean the imac as well if you wanted a decent one you were talking this sort of money Yep. yeah um so i i think for a long time you haven't had these sorts of choices in some respects it's nice to have the choices and have the debate over what specific you know i mean eight eight different models in a line is is not typical apple so that i think they really are trying very hard to offer people Choices to allow them to get exactly what they want. They're always expensive because it's Apple. Um, Well, it's funny scrolling
0: down Apple's Mac page; you don't even see the Mac Mini. It's not even listed.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, I think because I think an awful lot of people who are in the market for a desktop Mac will not look at the Mac, the base Mac Mini. Now they'll look; they'll start with the Mac Studio. and uh you know I, I i mean how much does an m1 mac mini cost well that's what i'm trying to figure out okay here buy
0: so it starts at 699 256 gigs of ram go up to the uh yeah you, for for another 200 bucks you get 512 can you change
1: the storage option in these All right. Yeah, it is. It is kind of. I'm. I'm. I'm also on the. Uh,
0: yeah, you can app. go for it's six hundred bucks to go for a two terabyte. Um, hey, and look, you can add pre-installed software, Final Cut Pro or Logic Pro.
1: But the five twelve ter five twelve gigabyte SSD, the next one up still only got eight gig of RAM. Yeah. So. Uh, in fact, all of these I'm looking at I've only got eight gig of RAM. So yeah. how do you how do you change the RAM on
0: them? You select one, and then you can go to eight or sixteen. So you can get up to then, sixteen gigs of RAM with two terabyte. Um, okay, so continue. I can get this one a month from now. Uh, okay, so add to bag with taxes. Come on, let's go. See so in the today. UK, uh, a fi-
1: a sixteen gig. Machine with a two terabyte SSD is seventeen hundred pounds, which is yeah, only three hundred pounds less than the base y- Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's. So the, and, and I, I did the same thing.
0: I bumped the RAM. I went to two terabytes. Here, with tax and free shipping, is eighteen hundred dollars. I would yeah. spend another thousand bucks. Yeah. So it's not a good value.
1: No, but that but the, this is again is this is the uh, but that's still car, way more machine than I think most people need yeah, on a little exactly. desktop. Yeah, exactly. But this is this is the car dealer options model, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's if you have to do stuff as options rather than built into a base price, go then, up to the next you're, one. You're paying a lot of margin. Well, and just go up to the next model. Yeah, because that's going to have most of the stuff that you want. But but yeah, but the problem there with the Mac Mini is that you all the all the all the. All the um, Sku's they list or, or only have eight gig of RAM? Or for a lot of people, that's not going to be enough. No,
0: no, I wouldn't go with an eight gig. It, what kind of riches do we live in right now? Where eight gigs? <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't live with eight gigs of RAM. Yeah, I know.
1: What was it what was the um, what was the base? I think it was one gig of RAM on the base on the on the original uh, G format mini, or was it five twelve gig? I think it was.
0: I, I think yeah, I think it was five twelve. Which is, I
1: mean, one one thing is is I know a lot of people say, "Oh, eight gig isn't enough nowadays." And depending on what you're doing, I can kind of see that. But still, eight gig eight gig machines are pretty capable. Um, and it used to be that yeah, you had to upgrade the RAM on uh, Macs because the, what what came in the box wasn't enough, you know. Um, right now,
0: I'm doing nothing on my machine. I've got a I've got a web browser up that I'm looking up specs. My email client is running. I just pulled the um activity monitor up, right? Yep. Memory, I've got 32 gigs of RAM. It's memory used is 19 gigabytes.
1: Yeah, but it's using 19 gigabytes because you have 19 gigabytes. I don't think just looking at how much mem- memory is in space is in use is a good is a No, good it
0: is because if you don't have that much it's going to start swapping a lot. No, and that's going no, to s-
1: No, no, I think I think I think you're mistaken there. I I've, I've seen this argument before online. The problem is is that if you have more memory than it needs, it will use as much memory as it wants for all sorts of things it wouldn't do. If, if the machine had less memory in it, right? It's not the case that an 8 gigab- gigabyte machine running what you're running today will be swapping all the time. It just wouldn't if there's a whole load of cache and stuff in there that it uses because it can. Right. Yeah,
0: it, it is caching eleven point three, so that yeah. tells me it's only using seven gigs of RAM.
1: That's that's what I'm saying. Is and I think on an eight gig machine, and, and we've seen it. I had, as I said, I had an. I've had a. Most of my computers are eight gigs. They don't spend a lot of time swapping stuff out, right? Because they don't need to. It's just that the operating systems now are designed. If the memory is available, they will find something to use it for. But if it's not, they won't. But that doesn't slow the machines down.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh,
1: I'm I'm just looking at the uh the entry level G-Format mini that was launched in January 2005 now came with okay. um how much RAM? Standard RAM, 200, fifty 250, six, I, I was gonna megabyte.
0: say that initially, then I thought, no, it probably came with at least five hundred and twelve. Yeah. Two
1: hundred fifty six gig RAM, and remember that was a machine as well that also didn't have an inter, it had integrated graphics, so you were taking some of that RAM from, for graphics memory, and a forty gigabyte hard drive. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> brutal. Yeah, so uh, I. I I was saying this to you just before we started. Is you look at the capabilities of all this stuff we have now, and you know, people or like guys like us, particularly, are always arguing over specs and performance and that sort of thing. This stuff is like magic, yeah. The things we can do now are quite literally like magic.
0: It is, yeah. and don't assume that a base model won't do you just fine. Yeah, I felt very comfortable in recommending the base model Mac Studio to Russ. Yeah you know
1: yeah absolutely and and it would probably know, and, be fine it, for
0: me too i would just have to do some rejiggering when it comes to yeah. what i'm storing on the internal hard drives because i like the speed i like it launching a lot faster because it's coming from the internal hard drive
1: and you'll um, see you'll see, a lot of people will say oh i want to i want to buy more memory because i want to future proof it mm-hmm. and and that is in in many cases I think that's a fallacious argument. Oh, I, I would the, agree with you there. The reality is is that what happens is after three years you look at it and you go, Well, this is so much slower compared to what I could buy today. I'm gonna to I'm gonna buy a new one. Yeah? That is that is what people tend to do. Yep. And again, it's not because the workloads require that necessarily. Right. It's just people go, Well, you know, I have the money, um, and this is an old computer now and I'd like to have the newest one. And so they go out and do that. So very few people who go, I'm going to drop a lot of money on a computer today, actually have the um, the willpower to say, right, I'm going to get six, seven years out of it. In just in the same way that very, very many of us, and I'm very guilty of this, buy a car and they go, oh, I'll definitely keep this for five, six years. And then after two, three years, they go, oh, well, I can finance a new one and not really be paying much more money. I'm going to swap it out. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what people do. Um, so... Kind of, Especially like, right like, now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm getting a new car, by the way. No. Good. <laughs> yeah. Why not? No. My, no my, my, Let's uh, hear the
0: justification.
1: No, well, my company is launching.
0: I uh, work for a car dealership, and you get more new cars way faster than I do.
1: I know. I, I, I appreciate it's absolute time. Absolutely a thing for me. My company is launching an electric car scheme um, that basically means I. Uh, I can pay for the lease on the car through the company. No insurance, no road tax, no maintenance. They cover everything. And they take the money for that from uh, my salary at source before it's been taxed. So it means I don't pay tax on what I pay for the car, which means that I can get much more car for the money. Um, And also, coupled with that, is the fact that um, that has to be an electric car because it's part of our environmental Yeah, policy at the moment, yeah. Um, coupled with the fact that because of the chip shortage at the moment, my car, even though it's eighteen months old, is actually worth more than I owe it on it at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's the case on (laughs) a lot of people. Um I I deal with that on a daily basis. Yeah. I sold someone a Tacoma in twenty twenty and you know, we're in some respects we just passed the first quarter of twenty twenty two, so we're not talking a long time ago. I sold them at Tacoma and they already want a new one because they know how much theirs is worth and what they put a significant amount of money down, like 10 grand when they bought the car. So it's worth way more than what they owe. So they could trade it in, use all that equity on the new vehicle and actually pay less for the new vehicle than they are for the current one.
1: No. Even so though this this.
0: there's no significant differences between the one they have and the one that they want to get, exactly, it's like and this, you, is, this it's is the same vehicle.
1: The situation I'm, I'm in, and it's business. only got nineteen thousand
0: miles on it. And I'm like, yeah. why are you all right?
1: Yeah, well, this is the situation I'm in. We need a bigger car because Leanne struggles to get in and out of mine with her back. Um, she wants something that's more of an SUV style, whereas what I have now is a saloon. Um, and I can basically do this and pay no money and get a forty-five grand electric car. Yeah, might as well. Um, you know. Yeah, so, it's uh, a no-brainer. It, it, it is. The only the only downside, of course, is that I'll order a 45 grand electric car, and I won't see it before the end of the year.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that'll be lucky um, if you get it by the end of the year.
1: Yeah. So uh, we, may, we may even go to this single-car lifestyle for a while. So,
0: that would be hard. I, I We couldn't do it here, obviously, because I live too yeah. far away from home. Or uh, I yeah. work too far away from home. But I live the, too far uh, yeah. away from home.
1: Yeah. That'd no, be, I, I, I I mostly work from home, uh, and I live in a much smaller place uh, with more public transport options, so I can probably get by. So, anyways,
0: let's uh, get back to the show here. Yeah. And I was talking about don't put stuff off. Here's, yeah. a, here's a, a quick aside before we do get back to the show. I figured I was going to owe a lot of money in federal taxes this year. Mm-hmm. I thought I'm going to get. This is going to hurt this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to write a big ass check. Yeah. And I was losing sleep over this tax bill that's coming up. I was thinking about it a lot, so I was putting it off, stressing mm-hmm. myself out. Yeah. I don't owe a lot of money. <laughs> In fact, they owed me money. Um, I set there up. There you go. That will buy you next year. We we use a, a third party for our payroll. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can manage a lot of the stuff yourself on the web or the app. And so last year, uh, it wasn't even the whole year, but last year, I went in and told them to start taking an extra $100 every check out for federal, federal yeah. taxes. And I'm glad I did that because it's yeah. a whole lot easier to pay an extra 100 bucks every week rather than writing an $8,000 check at the end of the year, you know, yeah. or at tax time, I should say. So, don't put stuff off, people. Just rip the Band-Aid off as soon as you can and live with the consequences. Don't, don't lose sleep like dumbass Tim did, worrying about something that you took care of already. Yep. Um, I, you know, I was playing, you, you cracked me up a little bit. I was playing this, uh, oh, let me find it now. I lost it. Um, I was playing this video when David came on. And it was uh, David Attenborough, and of course David recognizes that that voice immediately.
1: He's yeah. Like, what well, are you listening? What are you? What are you watching it's also back there? The style, you know, it it's is like, yeah, it's it's it's. And so, the family look around, looking for their next meal.
0: No, you're too low. It's it's more no, like no, no. I'm, I'm looking not, I'm for de- his next meal. He he's yeah, got yeah. this kind of a, a floaty thing that he does a lot.
1: Yeah, but it but, works. But Don't that, get me wrong. That style with the pauses and, yes. and you know, kind of telling you what he's you know, young. What you see on the screen,
0: <laughs> just got his feathers. Um, <laughs> hold on a minute. What
1: the hell are you doing back there, moron? Get out. Mm-hmm. She heard you mentioned David Aspera. Yeah, she got excited.
0: Crazy. So it's a it's a prehistoric times type of uh, mockumentary, if you will, on Apple TV. I think it said either four or six parts. Starts the end of this month. I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it. Yeah, he's yeah. so good at yeah. what he does.
1: Even though, as I pointed out to you, when it comes to dinosaurs, we have no idea how they lived. <laughs> the stuff. Well, that you no, you say from we a have few no idea. Bones. Well,
0: but these guys are. Uh, there's a science behind it, David. That's, there is. That's a that's little bit, a little bit disingenuous. Worry. My okay. only like, issue with dinosaurs. Worry. Here's my only issue with dinosaurs. I think they all had feathers. Yeah. Even as adults. Okay. It makes no sense from an evolutionary standpoint when you look at, you know, the fossilized remains that they found that they didn't have feathers. It, it's clear that they did. But we've bought into the Jurassic Park movie scene that <laughs> they were big lizards. That yeah. there were big lizards and they yeah. weren't. They were big birds. They were not, it, it, I don't care what you think, they were not. Um, lizards. lizards. They yeah. were not. They were birds. Yeah. People go. Where did all the dinosaurs go? Then they're birds so, now. Yeah. We still have them. Yeah. That's that's what they became. It from an evolutionary standpoint. It that's what
1: made sense. You know. It, it kind of makes you stop and pause when you think that the T Rex in Jurassic Park was less realistic than Big Bird in Sesame Street. No, you're true. That's
0: exactly 100. percent,
1: Yes. Um, yeah. I, I know
0: we discussed on uh, the geeks pub, uh, the episode of Star Trek briefly, I think we mentioned it that dinosaurs evolved the same way humans did and they eventually left yeah. Earth. Um, here's the funny part dinosaurs, the t rex was farther away from the next stage of dinosaurs than we've still been a species on this planet, yep, you know it, it's history is amazing, but I think it's disingenuous to say that we have no idea how they lived. Actually, I think we've got a pretty good idea on how some of the species live, simply because uh, yeah, yeah. of forensic evidence of the fossils. But this the was problem, a meat yeah. eater. This was a, and as a predator, these are the kind of things that's going to eat.
1: That I doesn't think, change. I think. I think my, my. Let me expand on my point a little. My always my worry. I have this worry with archaeology as well. Yeah, you you spend you know you spend a lot of time and care. Digging something up in the ground, you look about where it is, you look about what's around it, and you make inferences from that. I think the, prob- the problem is that. What I was worried about is, um you know, so they find they find a T Rex, a, a T Rex fossil, and it's near uh, a, another fossil, yeah, and they go, well, you know, the T Rex was hunting this and all that sort of thing, and it's just like, well. Maybe they just happen to be in the same place. Yeah. You know, maybe a thousand years apart, which isn't measurable. Exactly. Uh, And and maybe, uh, you know, maybe that T Rex was an outlier. Maybe it was a, a freaky T Rex. And it, it's not representative. It's, this is what really worries me about archaeology. They go, oh, well, you know, these people, they, they had the grave goods, and they like to bury people with Yeah, this, but science and, and, and is for, never for an absolute. And this, it's always so. expanding, yeah, but, and as new evidence comes in. But it's portrayed as if it's absolute. I think that's the problem I have, is that particularly these shows, like, you know, Walking with Dinosaurs and, and whatever this one's called, yeah, they are treat, they, they are. Depicting all of that stuff with David Attenborough, one of the greatest naturalists of our time, narrating the action that's cartoons, <laughs> computer cartoons, as if it's real. They are depicting it as if this is if we would had to make a wildlife show today about the activity of dinosaurs. This is what this show would be like. But the problem is they don't tell you when they're doing the show how much of that is reasonable scientific speculation. And how much of it is? <laughs> they've got no idea. Some guy pulled it out of his ass. Yeah, but you know when I mean? it comes
0: to a TV show like this, it's entertainment, of and course. I think everybody knows that.
1: But it is presented as if it was a wildlife documentary, yeah. and that's what you know. The, the reason I say this is because there was quite a big fuss over here in Britain a few years ago when. Um, Obviously, um, Attenborough's done a lot of these really big, expensive scientific documentaries. He did Blue Planet, Blue Planet 2. Um, He's done uh, similar ones about the Earth and that sort of thing. And some of the things we were being shown in the TV shows, it was revealed that they had been staged, that the animals had been put into positions and sometimes what they were doing is they were cutting animals from even from different continents and sometimes what they were doing is they were actually putting animals in kind of a pen and making it look like the forest and then staging some of the things that were filming now when you stop and think about it you think well yeah of course because no, there's no way you're going to get a praise eye view of a snake eat being eating you unless you you, you use film magic to create that you can't you're never going to catch that in the wild because how are you going to know it's going to happen? But it caused a big fuss because the problem is no, nowhere in the documentaries did it make out that, oh, well, actually we recreated or we simulated this bit or anything like that. It was all presented as if we just happened to have a camera there and look what we saw. And people felt a little bit um, duped. Yeah, and, and that's why I'm always a bit, you know, because I think nowadays, particularly with the rise of... Uh, air quotes reality well, TV. Well, I can, I can tell you, filmmakers are far more interested in presenting as something as real David, rather than actually David, giving it. The real. No, see, here's where you're wrong
0: because David Attenborough learned from that, and so for the dinosaur ones, they did go back in time, David.
1: All oh, right. And film okay.
0: all of this. Uh,
1: well, it, it, you should have just if you did just open with well. That, then th- I, I didn't want to
0: spoil it for you. I wanted you to watch it and not be spoiled, if it, knowing if said, that time travel was involved. <laughs>
1: it says at the beginning, disclaiming. It says, yeah. It says all all situations represented in this thing are are real as a result of time travel. That's right. Uh, no time travelers or animals were harmed in the making no. of this
0: film. Well, one time traveler, <laughs> but it was a sound guy, so no one cared. Yeah, that's- um, John nemo sent in uh, a, a link because we we talk about smart TVs and stuff like that especially roku I'm a big fan um, roku is releasing an update to their next os people forget that roku is an os it's an operating system uh, that it's fixing the worst thing about streaming is but it's not just streaming this is kind of a misnomer because it's not this is not a problem endemic with streaming it's the way they produce TV shows now and that and I've experienced this myself that you're watching something and I can't hear the freaking dialogue because <laughs> yeah. custo- the the actors are mumbling yeah or the it's like can I I, I do I need to turn on ca- closed captioning here guys well, we watch a lot what are you of stuff with closed caption for exactly that reason. You can't hear the dialogue in half the stuff. Well, yeah. the new Roku OS is supposed to boost vocals um, from using magic, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, early reviews from pre-release software suggests that it actually does work. So yeah. if that is the case, I'd be very much... I, I'm in. Um, yeah. I, I hate how they mix some of this stuff now and there's been a backlash the last year or so that I've seen online with exactly this problem that hey w- what's the point of all of this great stuff if I can't hear the freaking actors? I hear all the background shit, I can hear the you know the the bass and I can hear the music and the I can't hear the actors they're wait you, yeah. did they put a rag over their mouth or something? what is going here's, on?
1: Here's what I don't understand. We have all this technology now. Yeah. Uh, All this stuff is being streamed. Why is audio for TV shows particular still being mixed down to stereo like we can't separate stuff out? Yeah. Why on earth do they not give you the dialogue track completely isolated from all of the special effects and background music so that 100 percent with you? it's easy just to boost the volume of the speech only and leave out all the rest the product. Cause that's part of the problem is that first of all, they're uh, yeah. Half these, half these actors, um, you know, have adopted this kind of mumblecore style. Yeah. And then the way it's filmed uh, means that they're not, They're not mic'd up or anything like that. They have a boom mic over it. And then half the time now, nobody decides to go back and do any ADR and actually re-record the dialogue to make it clearer. And then they mix it into a boomtastic soundtrack, right? And, um, yeah, the guy mixing it, he wants you to hear that music. Yeah, because
0: everyone's a a fucking artist now. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, just let me hear the dialogue.
1: Exactly, yeah, because actually that's kind of what we're there for is what the characters are saying. Um, you know, uh, it, it really is. It. Re- I completely agree with you. It re- it's really annoying, and I don't understand why we don't have a movement to actually separate the uh, the vocal dialogue track. From everything else that's going on, so that if you wanted to, you could turn all the background stuff off and hear just the people speaking.
0: Well, I don't want that either, and I, no, you'll never but, see but, that. But at least give us the opportunity to boost vocals, and it looks yeah. like that's what Roku is addressing. If it well, works, and if it, it works, and
1: it's, but it's not going to work for everything. That's no, the
0: problem. Yeah, I know, but it's <laughs> you know? a start. You know, I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to complain because it doesn't work for everything. I'm going to say this is a good start, and maybe. Production will start boosting up some volumes for us or something.
1: Um, yeah. Last maybe, bit, maybe, yeah, maybe the Oscars could give us a <laughs> give us a, 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 an award for a sound editor who actually made made the vocal. Yeah, l- vocals. Uh, l- Here's
0: l- Jimmy Smith, and uh, you you know his work because you can actually hear the fucking actors. Yeah, exactly. Um, last bit when we'll wrap up after this e3 for 2022 which back in january they announced that they're going virtual again this year they thought they were going to do it in person of course in january we were having a surge in covid so they went virtual and now it's completely canceled um as as people who have gone to events like this you know we've both been to the macro expo I, i was gonna say for a second um Mac stock but it's nothing like this It's that's no. a gathering of like minded people and a couple of people talk on stage and it's just a gathering whereas it, it's not a convention in where you have you know a showroom floor where vendors are setting up and showing their latest yeah, wares it's, it's,
1: Mac stock is not a business event no. whereas E3 is very much it's a business event
0: yeah, and this was where all the big video game companies would show off their latest games the hardware, all that kind of thing you get the new trailers. Um, I think the only reason I, uh, quite honestly, that I put this in here at all isn't because I think it's a big deal that E3 was canceled. I think it's a big deal that trade shows in general like this are pretty much dead. And uh, I... COVID was just simply the final nail in the coffin because Macworld didn't cancel itself because of COVID. It didn't exist back then. No. Um, it It's... It, this big gathering where you have to get together with a whole bunch of press and you, sometimes you let the public in and you, you, with booths and you get hands on it's just dead nobody wants to do that anymore I personally very much enjoyed going to Macworld Expo I'm still sad to see it gone would I be going right now? probably not and I think that's yeah. the issue
1: well, people yeah.
0: to, just to pack up for a week to go to a place that's loud uncomfortable it's either too hot or too cold on the showroom floor half the stuff there you've already known about half three quarters of the company don't have anything new to show maybe it's a an evolution of what they did the year before that they were there but most companies don't come out with a brand new product every single year it was a good way however to find the small little companies that are doing something unique you've never seen before um, I can't tell you how many of those I ran into Macworld. Yeah. And it was interesting, but we're in 2022, and if I went back and looked at every one that I ever focused on, either on the website or in the podcast at the time, I bet none of those companies even exist anymore. And their products it, would just psh, disappear. Yeah,
1: and, and also as well, um, it's never been easier to promote yourself online.
0: That's exactly the you know, point that I was getting got, to.
1: Yeah, you've got YouTube, you've got... Um, you've got websites. You've got reaching out to uh, online blogs and that sort of thing. You have social um,
0: media. So, exactly, I mean, there's yeah. just so many things you could do to get your new product out there.
1: That That's right. And and I think for the for the big gaming companies, co- what COVID has taught them is that is that the world does not collapse if you don't go to these things. Yeah, a lot of companies are already starting to organise their own events where it's more, they have more control. But now they've realised, oh, every single big games company now has. One of the one of these regular, you know, Nintendo does the um, uh, Nintendo, does Direct. Live Nintendo Direct, Nintendo uh, Direct. Sony does those as well. Microsoft yeah. does those as well. And,
0: and Sony- why would you want to go to an event where you have to compete with your closest competitors in exactly. keynotes? Yeah. Who won? Remember that? Who won E three? Yeah. Who cares?
1: And and also these attending these events cost them a huge amount of money yep. not just for the huge. stands and no and, it's and it's the a lot they, of
0: money as someone yeah. that organized these for a company and, and participated it, it is not cheap to just no. the cost of entry alone isn't that bad yeah. but everything that goes along with but it if you want loss, to make a splash yeah
1: but then the loss of productivity for your is staff is huge preparing for it yep before and afterwards
0: yep. as well and it's, during it's a,
1: yeah, it's a massive, massive cost. And I, th- I think just many people have, have, have realized that they'd rather not spend they'd rather spend that money a different way.
0: And with the right. consolidation of major gaming studios falling under either Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft at this point with the buying spree that's going on, what's the point? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, while I'm sad to see trade shows go because of nostalgic only reasons. I don't think it comes as a surprise to anybody.
1: No, I I mean, I was just amusing the other day. I used to go to the VMware one every year. uh, And I went for many, many years. Um, And the last one was, was the one just before the lockdown. Yeah. I went to in San Francisco. I remember. And I can't see myself going to one of those anymore. No, because first of all, I've no idea whether they're intending to bring it back as a live event. Certainly the last two years they've done it as an online event. But, but um, yeah, secondly, I, I keep thinking to myself, why would I want to take that risk for something that, you know, was always fun and I enjoyed it and I got a lot out of it from a business point of view. But um, I could get 90% of what I got out of it from t- just doing the online event and avoiding the travel. Yeah. You know?
0: Time away from the family is a real, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Downside to these events. Exactly. So, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Tech Fans. Hopefully, we're not a month before the next one. Um, you can reach out to us. We'd love to get your feedback on this show or any topic. It's the show at techfanpodcast.com. Of course, you can find us at mymac.com or techfanpodcast.com. We hope you're listening to our sister show, and that's The Geeks Pub. And uh, David and I do that. We talk about all things geeky. Um, you're going to want to tune in to the next one because. Hopefully, David has seen it. If not, he probably will soon. Um, A new Marvel series launched on Disney Plus called Moon Knight. And Julie and I and Cole watched it yesterday. Julie said afterwards, I feel like I missed a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. I said that was intentional. Um, So, you know, got to tune in and hear our thoughts on that. And uh, I'll see you next week, David. See you